Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O for anyone who wants to find us out there. We're on Instagram only. That's the only way we respond. I'm sorry we don't use the other social media, and I don't use email anymore. It's a waste of time when everything's based around our marketing and Instagram right now until we expand. It's the way we answer questions. It's the way we are uh, recruiting people to be on the podcast and respond to them if they need us to send uh, an email to their PR person. I will do that. I don't love it, but I feel like as an entrepreneur, like owning and being part of your brand and marketing and your PR is so important. But I guess um, there's a reason that PR companies exist for sure. Uh, so that being said, one of the things I want to answer, I'm going to answer a few questions real quick before I introduce our guests. The first question is, Um, my discipline. I don't know why this is a question, but everyone can tell that I release a lot of podcasts. Suddenly, anything I do, I'm I'm like all in. I'm very focused. I'm very intentional with my time. So um, Carl from Indiana, I can't read the city um, with my chicken scratch. I I must have wrote it wrong, but I think it says Gary, Indiana. Um, Carl, your question is, how do I do it? I started just by doing small things every day. Like it's been something I did as a kid. My parents taught it to me, like from playing soccer and a hundred touches with the right foot, hundred touches with the left foot. It's just something I grew up doing. Uh, here in Nashville, once I got footing, I create routine quickly. Like four days a week, I'm running from where I am over in Music Row all the way downtown to a white sign at the end of Broadway. I don't know what the sign is. I don't care. I'm not focused on what it says. I'm focusing on not stopping running and improving my time every time I do it four days a week until I hit that sign. So like it's things like that that I just start putting things in placeholders in place and I focus on that discipline and I don't focus on the nonsense. I don't care what's on that white sign. It's not important to me. I'm driving. I don't care what route it is. It's just important that I get to the sign. And so I think that that's what I'm talking about is it's being able to focus your microscope of your mind and be able to pull it out at the same time and see the big picture. But knowing that there's a lot of noise out there, I don't watch the news. I just, everyone's like, oh, watch the news. I read it. If I need to, I'm curious, but it's still noise to me. Like what happens somewhere else doesn't affect the way I feed the people that I have to feed or me doing better or me trying to be a better human or whatever. Right now, what I'm doing and what I'm focused on is if I'm a good person and I have the discipline to change lives here, I will ultimately help those places where there's bad news going on, regardless of whether I know it's going on now or not. I know it is. It always goes on. It goes on everywhere. It's just not my focus. My focus is on doing everything I can to achieve excellence in my life so I can have the impact, hopefully through food or media or spreading this podcast and entrepreneurism to help those individuals. So that's the discipline. And I'm not kidding. I'm hauling ass when I'm coming running down that hill on Broadway to that white sign. And then when I'm done, I'm like, okay, I got to run back. No stopping, pushing myself. And it's always pushing myself a little bit harder. And are there steps back or injuries? Of course. Then you just hit reset and you start the discipline all over again. So that's the answer to that question. I'm not going to get into anything more. Um, although they do want me to state this, I don't know. I'm not from Nashville and I'm not in the music business, so I don't understand the significance of this, but everyone's like, Oh, you're, you know, you re-record on or around (laughs) music row, depending on who's telling me to say it, but it's apparently the, uh, great staple around here. So yes, we do do that. That is where we do record. And so 
to answer that question, that's why I run from here all the way down there. I go across, I think I cross two bridges. I go past a Marriott um, only because I've been there before. But the rest of it is a blur. And once I hit that hill going down the hill to Broadway, it's all triggers by that point. Okay, I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to improve the lives of the musicians. I'm here to improve the lives of the entrepreneurs. And that's my motto. Like I don't focus on anything other than not the street sign not really what bars I'm passing, not whatever. And I like going down Broadway because the energy I feel uh, by doing it. And just to be cliche or a nerd, it's rocky. It's like I'm running down the street, I'm rocky and all the people are down there. It inspires me that I could have impact and influence on their lives during my life. So, so okay. with that being said, I'd like to introduce Buddy Gormley from Nashville Food Blog. How are you doing today? Oh my gosh, I'm just suffering. <laughs> I'm good, Justin. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, if you guys knew, I'm sorry, guys. Like, <clears throat> I've never, there's a real push in the studio, just so everyone knows. Speaking of being disciplined, like, we're doing six to eight recordings just for this podcast alone, on top of specking out and relaunching this Centurion Leadership Italian podcast which I'll get into another time since I've already taken up enough time, but we're also launching a show called the Justin Bizarro, Ryan Bizarro show, like about things outside of food, about the scene, about things that are everyday life that we're going to talk about, especially as I'm in Nashville. So that's things a little chaotic. I'm not used to this schedule. It's going very fast, but I am disciplined enough to handle it. And uh, I'm trying to stay not sick like everyone else in Nashville who seems to be coming in and out of sickness constantly here. So with that being said, let's talk about the Nashville food blog, buddy. And let's talk about how you got started, your interest in food, your entrepreneurial endeavor. I've taken up enough time. It's really about you guys. So let's take as much time as you want and let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I, like I was telling you earlier, I um, started um, getting really interested in the food scene when I uh, switched a career path from pharmaceutical advertising to hospitality. Um, and when I started in hotels, Marriott's really great about, in addition to these beautiful hotels, they don't really do like lobby bars anymore. Everyone does this destination restaurant, great cocktail programs, amazing food, celebrity chefs. Um, so that was really exciting for me. Uh, moving down to Nashville, I feel like I kind of caught the upswing of the food scene here. Um, and while I was bartending, it's I got to know a lot of people. I already love going out and eating and drinking and, and meeting other people in the industry. So instead of flooding my own personal page um, with with food, it kind of made sense to just to start a food Instagram. And I feel like it was kind of at the same time that a lot of um, of the the bigger food names in Nashville started theirs as well. Um, so it started off as just something kind of fun and something to to do. Um, my page kind of blew up a little bit, nothing crazy, but I ended up getting like a couple thousand more followers than I expected. Um, started getting invited to, to some like free dinners in exchange for content. And then it just started being kind of more fun. Um, and so in addition to being able to highlight cool spaces, it was kind of a creative endeavor to be like, Oh, well, what kind of content can I help create? Um, so then now I work in, in the liquor industry and liquor sales, so I'm still very much in hospitality, and National Food Blog has been really cool um, in getting to highlight some of these, like, smaller, more hole-in-the-wall places. Like, everyone knows Broadway. Everyone knows Midtown. Like, all the bigger restaurant groups, they're amazing, and their food is great. Um, but it's been kind of cool to, to bop around and see some of the, the smaller names and to be able to help showcase them and, and help garner a little bit of attention. 
and it keeps it really fun. One of the things I want to talk about is what you just talked about is this is what I, I talk about visionary threads a lot in the Century and Leadership Battalion, but we're going to talk about it here again. And I think I'm starting to mention a lot more is what you just did, buddy, is so interesting. You're in the alcohol business, right? So that is how you make your money. However, you have to build a brand and something that separates yourself from everyone else out there that's in the alcohol business, right? Because there's a lot of right. them. So that's personal branding. That's character. That's me building a relationship as a salesperson, okay? That's what everyone else has to do also. And if you're really good, you understand it's a long-term relationship. So you, you start to separate yourself from the rest of the pack. But what I like about this even more is if you really want to separate yourself from the rest of the pack, you've got to give more to your clients. You've got to service them more than just being a vendor. And you're doing that with the blog. Right, you're doing that with the blog, and it's becoming part of your business. And it's almost a visionary thread, or we could call it a 360 of your life, where you're doing something, and it benefits you personally, your brand. It benefits the business that you're in, or your job, and it benefits your future, whatever that looks like, your legacy. And I think that's really cool. So let's talk about your favorite places. Let's talk about um, like sort of. If you were someone who came in from out of town, because that's a majority of the, my listeners are definitely not from Nashville. Um, I would say few and far between are from Nashville at this point, ironically. But most of them are, are around the United States and uh, almost we're closing in on more than 50% being international. So tell us if you were coming into town, what would you do? I mean, what would be, let's plan out four days of restaurants and the best place to go and you can plug I don't care and you can be shameless in it if you want to be <laughs> Ooh, that's definitely a loaded question um, well I mean I guess you get your you get the kind of bigger names that are always great like for example if you're looking for fine dining like bourbon steak in the JW is amazing the service is great the food's unbelievable they're packed every single night um, you have some of your bigger chains down on, on Broadway for music, and there's some great spots to eat. Like Miranda Lambert's Casa Rosa, is, the food there is amazing. The ambience is really cool. Um, I guess, though, I, I, I kind of want to focus on some of the more off-the-beaten-path places. Absolutely. Um, yeah, one of my favorite spots right now is um, it's called T-Line, T-E-E-L-I-N-E. It's in West Nashville, and it's... Um, it's a curling bar. So Mark Bulger, who used to be the quarterback for the St. Louis Rams, lives just outside of Nashville. And um, I guess he's very passionate about curling, but he opened um, this restaurant. They have a couple bowling lanes. They have like a whole setup that you can go in. They'll teach you how to play curling. You mean like ice curling? I mean like, like ice, ice curling. curling. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's called the T-Line? This is great for single men and women who want to go on dates because stuff like this is essential. Cool. Yeah. And it's like, it's so easy to do and they make you so comfortable actually like curling that you can, I mean, you can be terrible and they still make it so much fun, which I think is really important, especially um, if you're traveling, you want to like, you can do something fun outside of the box and competitive, but without having to feel like you need to be a pro, you know? Um, but then on top of that, their their cocktail scene is amazing. They've got some really great allocations behind the bar. They have, like, an amazing selection of alcohol, of, of liquors, of um, beer. And the food there is, like, it's it's bar food, but, like, really, really elevated. 
their GM and executive chef makes all the decisions with that. And he's, his name is Josh, super talented. Um, definitely like a must see place in Nashville. If you want something that's not your typical downtown Broadway. Yeah. Repeat that last one again for the audience, just so they make sure we had T line. And what was the other one? T line, um, Casa Rosa and bourbon steak, right? Those were the three so far. Two were downtown and Um, T-Line. So let's talk more about Off-Broadway. So T-Line was the one. I love that. I have not been there, but I and I didn't even know about it. it, But I got to go. It's really cool. Apparently check it out. That's really amazing. So we're going to have to work on that, guys, getting that um, the NFL quarterback on the podcast, I guess. Whatever. I didn't catch the name because I'm trying to write notes at the same time. I'm sure they did because they'll probably know it. And again, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't watch a lot of sports either. I'm more trying to be the physical person than watch the physical people on the couch. So <laughs> it's it's like um, there's that whole mentality. But talk to me more because I love going out. I think like being social as humans is so important. And here in Nashville, it's such a part of the culture. And I haven't felt this. Like I lived in New York for a number of years in Astoria, Queens. And it's the neighborhood feel, and they very much have that here in Nashville. So let's talk about more outside of Broadway, but in West Nashville, like you're talking about T-Line, et cetera. Yeah. Ideal well, time. You, Sorry. Yeah. I mean, no, you're good. Um, if you want to, if you're looking for somewhere kind of closer, I guess hotels are also near and dear to my heart. Um, I think they're, especially in Nashville, the hotel scene is like a huge social space too. Um one of my favorite spots right now is the Bobby Hotel. Um, they they're like a boutique hotel. There, it's everything is super nice. The decor in there is awesome. Um, Union Tavern is their their dinner spot. Um, they do weekend drag brunches, which are a blast. The dinners during the week are amazing. Um, but just like the the service there makes you feel so at home. And even if you're traveling, like the bartenders, the servers, they're just they're like unbelievable they're so friendly they're so kind and they just give like this awesome experience that is more elevated than other spots in nashville which are also great but it's just i don't know every time i go there i get a great feeling and their rooftop right now they have this awesome like it's called camp bobby and it's all these igloos that you can rent (laughs) it's all decked out in christmas it's super festive but it's still a rooftop they have like an old airstream bus up there it's just it's a really really cool version of a Christmas pop up, which are huge in Nashville right now. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Then, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Because yeah. it wasn't like <laughs> in Colorado where I moved from. Like Halloween's a big deal. Everyone decks out their house for Halloween, but here in Nashville, it wasn't really as popular. I'm like, huh? Do they yeah. not celebrate ho- holidays the same way? But I will say, right. Christmas is like full bore around here, and these pop ups. I like this concept, and you said that was Camp Bobby at the Bobby Hotel, and they also have the Union Tavern there. Just to recap for everyone, but continue on, buddy. Yeah, um, no, that's a really cool spot. One of my favorite like new restaurants that just popped up. It's called um, the Rutledge. Um, they have they started in Franklin. It's the the Revlet brothers. They own the whole Jonathan's Grill chain, which are also awesome. Um, but the new location of the Rutledge that they just opened, it's in the Four Seasons Hotel, so it's right on the water, right on the river. But the vibe in there, the ambiance, and the service are unbelievably cool. It's 
Reminds me of like New York City meets Miami meets Nashville, but in like the absolute best possible combination of those three spots. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's really vibey. It's really fun. The food is always great. The cocktails are always amazing. Um, I always love to sit at the bar. They have, in my opinion, one of the the coolest, vibiest bars in Nashville. So definitely a really fun spot to check out. And I want to say something about this, because the thing I love about Nashville is, you know, if you're wanting something simple and you want to go out, you can go out and have that. You can have your fast chicken, as I call it. That's everywhere. And you can have your burgers because those are sit down burger bar breweries type thing, like definitely, you know, that type of stuff. But really what is so cool about Nashville and what you're talking about, the hotel scenes, is you don't necessarily need to even be visiting Nashville to go experience these scenes. And the caliber of the restaurants we talk about in another podcast, Mixology um, in Nashville, and the food that's booming here. Like, I've done this my whole life. Like, I've spent a ton of time in San Francisco and a ton of time in New York City and ton of time in Atlanta and in Dallas and Denver and Chicago and these major food metropolitans, Amsterdam, uh, Paris. And weirdly, there is something very special that's going on here, guys. And the particularly thing that's so special is whether or not you're single or married or engaged or just dating, there is a whole scene here that's more abundant of things to do and food to try in a lot of ways than New York City because New York City is a very much in a, a small space so everything's very looks the same. Here in Nashville, you can go from east to west Nashville and you get a totally different experience. And I think that's part of it. You go to Franklin, totally different experience. And it's all within it. And it's almost like going from Astoria, Queens to uh, Jackson Heights, uh, Queens, which is like Little India. So I'm talking right, about that right. dynamic that happens in New York, but it's happening here in Nashville. And it's not exactly like Astoria Queens is like Indian, uh, Italian, Greek food mainly. And Jackson Heights is mm-hmm. Indian. But what I'm saying here is there's a mesh of that type of food going on in each one of the neighborhoods in their own special way. And each neighborhood demographically is a little bit different and has a little bit of different vibe or a house or a building that's just old because we're on the eastern United States and the way we built cities was sort of around rivers and that's exactly what we did here. And so there's just so Mm -hmm. much character in the dating, even having romance within your marriage or in your engagement because there is so much to do here. If you're a man and, and, or a woman and you're asked to go out and date and you can't find something to do in Nashville, I'm like, you're like I don't even know what to tell you because (laughs) like you need to go back to the basics and become a whole person and then figure out like there's a whole game here of experience that you can experience on your own and with someone else because one of the things I love about Nashville I'm sorry and I'll let you keep going is that you can do it on your own and like one of the things that I'm I have now is I have all this time alone but not really have all this time so it's like in blurbs it's like oh I have 45 minutes here between needing to do this and that. Maybe I'll go experience this for 45 minutes and I can go, for example, I'm not going to say another place, but the Bobby Hotel or up down in East Nashville or whatever it is, uh, Attaboy's, you know, because I like the yeah. cool mocktails there and stuff like that. So, oh, so cool. Yeah. So anyway, continue, buddy, on. I just yeah. I want to continue giving everyone the experience that, you know, when they come into town because you know better than anyone and you know the hotel scene, which I think is really important since people stay at the hotels. 
Yeah, I mean, the hotel scene here is amazing. I guess you got me thinking now, too. To your point of being able to find a place or go to a cool day spot, you know what Nashville also did that I think is super cool? Have you been to Assembly Food Hall yet in Fifth and Broad? Yeah, it's one of my favorite places to go, just being a food entrepreneur also, because what they were able to do there. But go on, I'm going to let you explain it, because we haven't talked about it on the podcast. I think it's so cool going down there. And I, like when, even when I was bartending or even now as a liquor rep, when I run into to people who are visiting the city, if you don't have a ton of time, but you want to experience some really cool spots, Assembly Food Hall is awesome because it's they have some big like anchor restaurants and some of the bigger spots, which are great. But their whole food court is built based on these local brands and local chains. So you go into your food court, you're not you're not going to find a McDonald's, you're not going to find a Burger King or a Subway, but you are going to find local sushi spots or a local Thai place. You're going to find like poke bowls, you'll find Italian, you find ice cream. So it's a really it's like like almost like speed dating but with food and with with drinks. You can kind of bop around, try a whole bunch of different local brands, get a couple of small bites and really like experience the food scene in Nashville, but in a really easy and quick way, which you don't get the same experience as going to each individual brick and mortar store. But I think they just did it so well where you really get a taste of Nashville and there's something for everyone. If there's a particular food you love or you don't love, chances are you're going to find something that is unbelievably good at Assembly Food Hall. I just think it's such a cool concept and worth checking out. I agree 100%. And there's like, there's a lot of local chains that also, so you don't have to go to the outskirts of wherever, like 20, yeah. 30 minutes outside of town, even though it's not that many miles. It's just the nature of the beast. Everything's kind of a circle and then a straight line, a hub and spoke method around here. So even though something may be by birds fly three miles away, it's still six miles away because you have to like horseshoe your way there. It's almost like the subway right. system yeah. getting from Queens to Brooklyn. <laughs> so you have to go through Manhattan and horseshoe your way in, even though they're next to each other. So um, I think it's really important because I'm going to highlight this and we're a food entrepreneur podcast and I like the economics part of Nashville right now. And I, I study a lot of, that type of thing. And one of the things about Nashville is it's been built, okay? Whatever, whoever, the politicians, the people, the flood that happened in 2010, 13, whenever, that that started renovating the city, more musicians can come here now and play and have a chance on Broadway. We have more um, uh, honky-tonks. We have more bars and music places to play off of Broadway also. And we're seeing a lot of that, which is cool. And so there's this building and now the restaurant tours come in. So if you're in a food business or you're in a place and you're not sure you want to be there or even with family or you're single, it's a, it's getting more expensive to live here. Don't get me wrong. But this is a place you want to be because there is an upward trend in the food, alcohol, beverage business, nutrition even, we're going to start seeing a lot of that based on because as this place becomes more popular and as things start rising up and these musicians and actors and whatever else we are, I guess, podcasters become more popular here in Nashville, you're going to see a more of a caring about that and lifting up as well. So there's just this whole thing. And the other part is you're going to see more dating because I weirdly, I think as more people go into places like Californians move into places like Denver and Colorado and Montana and stuff like that, people are starting to move this direction. And Nashville still holds a lot of like mountains and 
and free spirit, but also the quality of food here, like I said, it's some of the best. Like, I don't even know how to tell anyone that one of the things that actually was a deciding factor for me was how much better the food is here than anywhere else I've been in a long time in terms of the entrepreneurship. So I'm going to let you keep talking, buddy, but I just wanted to give that plug because I feel like it's important we attract people here because we need more in order to grow a food business, we need more people in the food business. So go on. Yeah, no, totally. And it's, it's like, I've been in Nashville for about a little bit over four years and to see the food scene from where it was when it was still pretty good when I got here four years ago, but just the upswing, even over COVID, like this city has made huge strides in the food scene. And it's been, it's been really exciting to, to be in the city while, while that's happening. And so let's talk about some of, you know, we talked about a lot of your favorite places on the west side. Let's get into the broader side of Nashville because what I'm trying to do here and what we're trying to also do in promoting this is create, people aren't only here to become here for music anymore. Music's just a part of the experience and we want people to have that experience, but there's a whole food scene that's worth getting a rental car and going out and experience life just outside of downtown i'm not saying there's not a lot of Mm -hmm. good places but if you really want to have nashville nashville's not everyone comes here thursday through monday because the honky tonks have the best bands and the best musicians thursday night friday night saturday night uh, sunday nights okay and that's the best deals on flights but if you really want to experience it you want to spend a week here and you want to eat your way through nashville as well as hear the music as well as drink your way through it because it's that essential. I don't know how to say it, but it's like we're in Paris or the New York, well, New York in like the 1920s. It's a, we're about to boom. You know, it's about to just oh, yeah. bust out of the seams. And so let's talk about outside of Nashville. Let's talk about if you were like to have a travel experience and you were to have all the best places you've been to, what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, um, I guess my first stop just outside of Nashville would be. Uh, the Germantown area. There's so many amazing restaurants there, um, particularly the Optimist. It's a seafood restaurant. The food's amazing. The service is great. Um, the bar program there is uh, unmatched in the city. Um, down the street from there is Oku, which is this amazing sushi restaurant. Um, I think Germantown's cool because it's still very much of a neighborhood feel, but you can kind of bop around any corner of any street and stumble upon a really great restaurant or a really great cafe um, just randomly kind of splattered right in the middle of all these residential housing complexes. Um, so I think Germantown's an awesome spot. Um, if you want to go a little bit further, I personally love downtown Franklin. I think that whole Main Street, I know you mentioned it earlier too, um, there's just so many different kinds of restaurants there's tons of boutiques there's great shopping um downtown franklin it's just i don't know if you would agree with me on this but i feel like it looks like it's straight out of a hallmark movie absolutely it scares me a little bit it scares me a little it's like pleasantville (laughs) but it's like but it is so yeah one of my i guess one of my favorite bars in um yeah but i like it a lot yeah it's have you been to ob joyful I have not been. I'm writing all these down because I love, because I'm like, this is, I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, okay, OB Joyful Bar, go ahead. No, absolutely. T- yeah. Let's talk about that. So they, um, 
uh, Jillian Johnson, she runs the bar program there, and um, she just has, like, the coolest cocktail program, one of the best whiskey selections that I've seen anywhere in the city, and it's literally this, like, hole in the wall next to Gray's, and Gray's is when you're going down Main Street in Franklin, like, you see it from a mile away, um, but the food there is great, the cocktail scene is amazing, and particularly her Christmas cocktail program, it runs for a couple months from like just after Thanksgiving all the way through before Valentine's Day. It, the cocktails just, they're so well put together, but the presentation of them is super, super cool. Like they have a tequila cocktail that has a note from Santa that's close to it. They've got a vodka cocktail that has, I love that. It's like served in, in a, a Christmas ornament. Like they just do the coolest things and the ambience of the spot. It's literally, it could be a hallway. The bar is not big at all. Um, but anytime I've been there, like as soon as they open, it slowly starts building up and up. And if you don't get a seat, like before lunch, like they're just, they're crowded all night. Um, but in my opinion, it's definitely a hidden gem and worth going to check out. Yeah. I'm putting that on my list here to go check out because like, I like attaboys for that same reason. It's like, I saw a friend showed me, I never even found it or whatever, but a local, friend um that i met who's in the music scene uh he took us so took me over to east nashville to get it because i'm like like i like the brentwood area obviously who doesn't but i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm a single male i'm trying to figure out what i want to do with my life i'm pretty successful and i'd like to like experience life since i was an entrepreneur like really hardcore for 24 years and i didn't go out and do life the same way because i was so dedicated i was so worried about everyone and the mouths to feed right and having a dream big enough that everyone else's dream and their family's dream could fit into it that i like east nashville a lot and i like franklin a lot and i think there's a lot of locals there and the energy is just so fun and it's like Here's the thing I like about it. And we talked about this on Once Upon a Time in France episode that I did. And it's the same idea is it feels right. It's food. It's people hanging out. It's not about the glamour or the joy. It's done right, small or big. And that's what's going on here in Nashville. It's not glamour and it's not showy. It's being done right. It's being done creatively. It's being done artistically and it's being done, it's true to the food, whether it's fast chicken or whether it's a cocktail, it's being done in a way that's artistic and true and in a way that's pushing the envelope entrepreneurially. And so that's what I love about it. So I wanna let you keep going, but I really love this because it's a way to start. This, this entrepreneurial attitude, this I'm just going to do this and we're going to build it and we're going to make it the best freaking possible even if it's only eight seats. So right, exactly. It gets me exactly. all fired up, so I got to be careful. I don't get yeah. all wound up. <laughs> but go ahead. So Yeah, no, and, I, and speaking of East Nashville, East Nashville is so much fun because it feels, it, it feels like a different city than Nashville, just the way it's done. It's a lot more kind of like hipstery, but in a very cool way. Um, Whenever I have friends in town, too, if I send them to East Nashville, Attaboy is obviously at the top of my list because it's classic speakeasy. It's straight out of New York, super fun. But I send people to Rosemary and Beauty Queen all the time. Um, it's a bar. It's Again, it's in a, in a neighborhood. It's a house that was converted into a bar. So when your Uber pulls up, you're kind of like, are we even in the right space? 
Um, but then you walk in and it's like, it's like someone's dad had the most amazing midlife crisis. And instead of making the basement a super cool bar, they made the whole house this amazing bar. I love this. It's almost like when I went to college, but it was almost like in college, they would throw like the, the theme parties and each room would be like a different alcohol or something. Uh And you would like go in there and take that shot, shot parties. I guess they were maybe, (laughs) I didn't do much of them, but I, when I did, I did them for sure. Like I said, I'm committed when I'm committed. (laughs) And so, um, let's talk about that. I love this. Let's talk about that bar more because I think that that's part of the entrepreneurial attitude we're talking about. It may, it's probably a midlife crisis in some way, but it came out as this awesome endeavor or whoever did it is just like, I'm going to do this. And, and, uh, you said it was, um, I'm trying to write them all down, uh, Rosemary and beauty queen. So like these concepts are so cool. I've never seen them anywhere else. That's part of the reason I think it's just so awesome to be here is because there's no limits i mean it's like the sky is the limit and that's not even the limit in this town so what else let's keep talking east nashville yeah um there's actually i just stumbled upon it recently too but in um the vicosa they there's this new dive bar it's kind of hard to find they just rebranded um i think a couple of months ago but it's called lucky duck Uh, yeah I, i saw that it's super cool it's like they've got a really cool selection of liquors in there their food is really really good um and the space is just it's just cool it's like it's just campy enough to feel like this awesome dive bar but you know in a kind of a different way i think lucky duck is really really cool um also the fox their cocktail program is unmatched in Nashville. They have some of the coolest cocktails coming out of there. The bartenders over there are just like wildly talented. Um, that that whole strip straight down from... And I want to highlight so, what you just said. This is the thing. It doesn't matter what you choose in life. If you give it 100%, there is a pinnacle. There is an elite in your field. And we're talking about that in mixology and bartending, okay? Mixologists, and when they're really good, like Buddy's talking about here, they're the best of the best, and you go seek them out. And they get paid really well, especially in tips and in business to be the best of the best. So they're not just bartenders. Let's not say that. That's everyone else. These individuals have learned to be the best of the best in their field that's why they're called mixologists and that's why they're doing this so i just want to give that point to the audience especially as an entrepreneur podcast that it is about the hustle and it is about learning and being the best in your field and achieving that and it is so here in nashville because even if someone's not coming here they come here for music and they don't make it in music that doesn't get rid of the hunger it doesn't get rid of right. the entrepreneurial hunger. It still exists, whether it's in food or in another business or in whatever someone's doing. It's still there. So that's what I like about this in this town is there's this hunger and and rising to the top and knowing no matter what you do in this town, um, the, the people that come into the town are here to make their life better intentionally. So anyway, go yeah. ahead. I want to just wanted to highlight that, but go on. I think... Yeah, well... No, and I think like I agree with what you're saying, and I think that with this being an entertainment town, what's cool about the Nashville food scene and the Nashville bar scene is that, like, it, everyone is here in some kind of entertainment capacity. Um, like, you're not just going to the bar and getting a really well crafted cocktail. You're not just going to a restaurant and getting a really delicious meal. 
like you're getting a full kind of performative experience. Like at all these places, they don't, it's not just like great cocktails, great service, great food. Like they just put on such an awesome experience for their guests that I don't, I don't think it really, you get that same level of like memorable experience from, from other cities. You can get great food, you can get great service, but there's something a little bit magical about the Nashville food scene because of that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I think that um, because of the entertainment, it's almost like Broadway used to be in New York City when all the restaurants were there before Times yeah. Square went to crap in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> but And then they rebuilt it into the massive commercial Goliath it is now. But right. and this Nashville will eventually end up that way, guys. That's just the way humans are and the way it's going to evolve because it's just going to become a huge music base there. Um, the thing that's key is, I think, to preserve it, to your point, is how do we keep things glamorous and entrepreneurial and the food not turning into chains like an M&M store, hopefully, right, um, yeah. and authentic to Nashville. But yes, I agree. I think there's just so much value and there's competition here in not only does the food taste good, but what's the experience and, and all of that. And I want to highlight this, okay? And it's weird because I think just I'm going to be a stereotype and people get mad at me. But I think women's <laughs> entrepreneurs think in details better than men as they're building things. And what Miranda Lampert did, whether she did it intentionally or where she chose a team to do it, is I agree with you 100%. Based on the rest of the food that's served on there, and there's a few places that do a good job, it's outstanding comparatively, Okay. Oh, yeah. And so what used to be Nashville's let's get people fed and it, it doesn't matter as much because they're drinking so much is now the reverse. Like the, the drinks are becoming part of the experience, not just let's get them drunk. And so they throw money at the musicians and whatever. So it's more right. like, okay, here's an experience. It is about the music and listening to the musicians, but it's not about necessarily getting trashed all the time, although that does go on. It's about the food. It's about <laughs> it's about the the alcohol. It's a, well now there's a Delta eight, Delta ten scene. So there's sort of this not quite marijuana tourism. And right, um yeah. and the mixology and then like I don't know if, if you're really want to come to Nashville, there's the whole hiking trails and everything else I've experienced recently. Like I said, when I have 45 minutes to quick do something, I'll quick go run over there. I'll co go somewhere um, and try to do a workout, but there's a lot of stuff around here. So I don't want to get off topic, but I do want to say like it caught me. Okay. Like, and I refer to being an entrepreneur. It's like being a fighter. Okay. You have to live and get comfortable with a certain amount of pain in your life. And you have to seek uncomfort because comfortability will be the death of you. It will be the death of your businesses. It will be the death of you as an entrepreneur. And I don't know why it will be death of you as a parent if you get too comfortable in parenting. Like I just feel like you have to be yeah. constantly growing to set an example to your kids' country, whether they're five or they're 500. And so that's just the way it is. Exaggerated, obviously. So, <laughs> so um, but... The thing about it is this town, If you, it's like being a boxer and going to Philadelphia if you're Rocky or the Creed movie. It's like there's a certain amount of if you want to find it and you're struggling or you're not sure where to go to start, this is a good place to. And yes, is it competitive and there are there a lot of entrepreneurs? 
Absolutely. But I will tell you, it's better to be in shark infested waters than minnow infested waters. And one of the best things entrepreneurs do is they go to cities like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Dallas, and cities, Philadelphia, and they they learn competitiveness. But I will say this, a lot of that has also normal jobs and corporate jobs. Here in Nashville, it is a gig hustle. There is a hustle for the money here. And because of the tourism, it and the growth of tourism, there's even more of that hustle. And as even this podcast, it's part of the gig stuff that's going on here, right? We're gigging, we're right. basing it on the tourism. I'm doing it outside of it as an entrepreneur, but part of the mission that we do here is trying to capture the entrepreneurism that's going on here and attract entrepreneurs from around the world to come here, other food people to come here, other restaurateurs to come here and start building um, their stuff, but also the tourists. So I went on a long rampage there. But buddy, let's <laughs> let's keep going because I love what you're talking about. I want to talk more about the entrepreneur experience. And if we go too long, just let me know and we'll cut it off. And they know in there that we tend to run long because I keep talking. But I'd like to yeah, keep no, talking about the um, the entrepreneurs that you know in the community and and stuff like that because I think it's important. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm trying to think there's like so many places that I also would like to talk about. Um, there's actually, there, I know we were talking about burgers earlier. There's a little off the beaten path. They just opened. It's called Cletus, C-L-E-D-I-S. Um, <clears throat> but it's this burger joint, like just outside of downtown Nashville. And they are like one of the coolest new spots that I've seen. They just opened a couple of weeks ago. They do smash burgers. They do them super well. Um, they have an amazing selection of beer. A lot of it is local because Nashville has all these amazing breweries. But what's really cool is they have this like back patio area, and they've it's like landscaped really nice. They've got fire pits. There's string lighting, and then there's an outdoor stage that's just it's super intimate. It's really really fun. It's kind of you walk into this burger joint and you walk outside and it's like an oasis of of just like greenery everywhere and just happiness and music um it's i don't know if you've been there yet but it's one of the best burgers that i've had in nashville but it's also one of the coolest most out of the box like venues that i've been to that i was not expecting at all when i walked in but i was really really impressed with how they've done it yeah, I haven't been there, but I'm definitely going to try it. You're like the fourth or fifth person that's actually mentioned it to me. It's kind of yeah. funny because now that I'm getting in the food space, people are starting to recognize me here and there. Or they look at me like, do I know you? And then I'm like, well, <laughs> I kind of reached out to you maybe and was trying to be on the podcast. Maybe that's where or people listen to it or they'll catch something on there or recognize right. my voice more times than not. Like they'll hear my voice and they'll like they'll look at me real funny and and I appreciate that in Nashville and I appreciate it everywhere. And, you know, is it happen all the time? No, let's not be like, I don't, I, I'm not famous or anything. I would say probably maybe more infamous, but it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool that everyone is so close knit here. And also everyone is so supportive of everyone. Oh, this reminds me of something that I wanted to talk about also is you touched upon something earlier about inviting bloggers to places. 
I think it's so important that as you're opening a restaurant or you're changing a menu or you're changing a season or you're updating your menu, especially as a good restaurant in Nashville, that you actually, if you're closed on Mondays, that fine. One Monday every three months, you have bloggers in your location where you're serving them as normal and you pay your staff there and you give them the full experience, but you have them trying the food. And I know you could show it up and make it more so the bloggers have a better experience. I just advise everyone to make it a normal experience, but stuff like that's very important. I've seen successful businesses do this, especially in big cities, is they become part of the community with the bloggers and supportive of them, and they invite them in, and they let the bloggers also um, interact with one another and network and make their restaurant part of that experience and part of this event also. And I'm sorry, I don't care how much money you're spending on PR or how much money you're spending on marketing, word of mouth, personal relationships, long-term with the people that are actually going out and doing the marketing for you that actually matter, that if I'm a client, I'm not looking at your website or your Instagram. Like I'm not going to each restaurant, I'm sorry. Even as Justin Bissaro in doing this podcast, like let me think about this. Am I gonna find and vet people first that from scratch or is there a set of bloggers out there that have already vetted a lot of people and they vet them by putting by choosing whether to put them on their blogs or not and i can tell by the best bloggers who just put stuff up there just for the sake of putting it up there and who actually cares and is supporting the community so obviously we know why buddy's on the podcast so i appreciate that (laughs) and so that's what i'm talking about so this is very very important if you're a restaurant or you are a bar or you are a quick service place. I don't even know how many names because sometimes I say something and we're like, no, we're not a restaurant. We're a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you're a brewery. But the thing is, <laughs> is there is a brewery scene huge here. I agree. If you want to come here and bounce yeah. around the breweries, that's a big deal also. And we haven't had a lot of them on the podcast. I haven't even crossed over into that genre yet, I would say, in terms of getting them on the podcast. I'm still trying to deal with all the entrepreneurs in this city, which is just crazy. I swear yeah. it's like seven times the amount of Denver that I'm having to go through lists of. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's and crazy. So um, <laughs> I'm going to give it back to Buddy. Um, let's. We're about 46 minutes in uh, to the podcast. I, I, we have time, but I just, I really want to dive into to continue in the entrepreneurs and the people. You know, even if it's down in Murphy's Borough, because I hear stuff is going on down there. I've not been, and I can't even say it properly. So there's that. But I. You're such a cool dude, and you're so invested in everyone. You really care. So, I'm going to stop interrupting a little bit. And uh, oh no, you're good. And I'm going to give you more time uh, because I'm just yep. so fascinated by this, and I'm so fascinated <laughs> that you care so much, um, even more than I expected. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's the hospitality scene is it's it's its own beast when you're working in it, or if you're like a vendor or if you're kind of on the periphery of it, but if you're involved in it, it's, it's a much more personal experience. And, uh, I just, I think Nashville does it so well. Um, and it's not even just the restaurant scene, but to your point about the bloggers and the Instagrammers here, especially in the food scene here, there's not really a whole lot of people who are just bopping around being like, Oh, like if I take a picture, can I please have a free meal that you get in some cities? Everyone is really invested because the people that are running restaurants and bars and the people who are who are working at them are they're just they're super cool, they're really awesome, they're very unique. And that goes back to my point of everyone's creating this great experience. 
And then simultaneously, you have this awesome foodie community on social media who kind of are, are focusing on highlighting it, which I think is really cool. Um, I guess the last company I've, I would love to talk about just because I really like them. To your point about the breweries, I think that Tailgate Brewery, like, Nashville has amazing brewery scene. Everyone has like some of the best beer that I've ever had. I just think Tailgate is such a cool concept. They are growing pretty rapidly too. They keep opening up new locations, but every location there, it's like the bartenders, the managers, the staff, everyone is really passionate about what they do. Everyone is super nice. They let you try any of the beers that they've got. They tell you kind of the story behind them. They all have cool names. They're fun flavors. And then on top of that, their food's awesome. So they have pizzas at Tailgate that are just like, like unbelievable. I know a lot of brewers do pizzas and a lot of them do them really well. I think Tailgate is probably one of the best in Nashville and they just have enough spots now in some of the, the coolest places that I like, I just love their story. I, I love that they're growing so much as a company and as a brand. And it's been fun to just to be going when they were a lot smaller and still be bopping around to their new locations now that they're able to continue expanding because they've been so successful. Yeah, I agree 100% on the tailgate thing. They are on my radar. I have reached out to them. I haven't got a response back yet, but I do agree with you. I've heard, again, uh, people that have come into town and people that are always like, you got to check them out. They have really good beer. And there are a lot of places yeah. like that here. It's not all of them. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that you'll find if I can get some of them on the podcast eventually, like I said, I that hasn't gone into my genre, but I have reached out to tailgate merely because everyone keeps talking about them. And it's weird because yeah. here's the other thing about Nashville that I haven't found in any other city is it's competitive here. You're competing. But everyone is very focused on the my part of the competition and not focusing on someone else and what they're doing. They're focused on being that person. I think that probably comes from the musician side because it is almost independent in its sport versus other ways that business is done and life is done it's not quite as individualistic and not quite as artistic and yeah um, so there's that but there's so much originality there's so much authenticity and even vulnerability and and because of that everyone is so supportive of each other even though they're competitive with each other because they know that together like they're building this business and building the tourism business. And not only do they know it, they've seen the proof of it over the last nine years, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so that's the cool part. It's not just a fantasy, guys. Cities don't just, you. if you really invest and you have an entrepreneurial population that believes in free market and believes in supporting each other, especially in food and in music and in bars and in whatever other part we can layer in there, coffee shops, um, breweries, everything that's in this space, you build a city, a really profitable city because the food industry turns over more employees and taxes and revenue than any other business. And so to support it and to support American um, businesses in the United States and entrepreneurs that are trying to build their stuff or international immigrants who come here and try to find the American dream. That's very, very important. I don't know how to tell you it, but it's very important because for some reason, when we stay in that lane as societies and that growth or in a Renaissance period, the cities grow and there's health and rejuvenation and the lifting up of all classes and employment and job creation. It's very important. So 
Um, I love that you brought it up and I love that we talk about, and obviously I'm passionate about Nashville now because like for some reason I've been here not very long and everyone's injected the, the, the Kool-Aid into me, I guess. So (laughs) I love that. There's something about this city, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is. There's something entrepreneurial (laughs) and I haven't, and I'm definitely meant to be here. I definitely, God has put me here for a reason to make an impact and, and have influence. So I am very conscious of, of what I'm here to do and making sure I do it responsibly and, and really build up what we're doing. So let's talk about this, buddy. I would like to do this because like as a male, I think I just find it unbelievably like we're in like the capital bachelorette of the world yet. I'm going to describe it this way. I'm, I'm pretty much a lion at this point in my life. Like I'm like older like I've had my scars I've dated I've had very successful relationships I've made some minor bad choices and probably should have had some conversations earlier on than later on that that are life decisions and I want my life the way that I want it and I'm an entrepreneur and I don't want to die one day regretting anything I didn't do and that's very hard and so making the leap here but I think what I am saying is there's a lot of kittens out there in terms of these men trying to date and and I will use the word that easy, like any woman who gives them away or bachelorette that's in town. They're just like, yep, game. Okay, and this is probably centuries. And, you know, men have 10,000 sperm and women have one egg per month. I get the whole genetic right. thing. But what I do think is it's unbelievably, unbelievably stupid or like how that we have the internet and phones in our hands all day, yet a man can't plan a date. And I'm going to pick on men just because that's what I'm doing. And, and that's my competition in the future dating world, I guess. But like you're making it too easy. Like you're seriously yeah. making it too easy. Like there's no competition out there because like there's all these resources. There's all these fine romantic places to eat, to find intimacy and sexuality and love and romance or whatever and not – and make it more about than just like trying to get into someone's pants. Like that whole thing I'm right, not even yeah. going to get into because if you really want to enjoy <laughs> these experiences and the food and the drink, make it about the friendship and the experience and the emotion that's greater than the one you get instantly and that's temporary. And that's – I will tell you that in this town there are resources. Like Buddy is one of them. Like, like how can you not find a date? How do you keep taking your date to the same place every night? I'm lost about this. And where is you're wanting to win her or him over all the time? Like that's the part where right. yeah. I don't understand by society and, and I've been in relationships and I want it and I it's instilled in me to champion love and intimacy and romance and sexuality. So it's just part of who I am and the way I was raised in schools I went to. But I am blown away by this. I'm like, you could just look it up online. How are you not prepared and you don't know where you want to eat by the time you get to the date? You're asking me for advice as a mentor and coach. It's called planning and it's called take the five minutes instead of surfing TikTok to actually use it as a resource or or Instagram. Like I'm just – and you wonder why she's mad at you? It's because you don't do anything with intent or with any discipline (laughs) and you're all over the place. If you're going to go on a date – intentionally do it and take the time and be present in it don't make it so easy and it's like here's the other thing i will tell you guys if you're an actual man in nashville and you like a woman just be strong and patient and work on yourself and be a whole person because all the other kittens around there playing will eventually slit their own throat with their fingernails or their 
yep. saber tooth are their claws because they're yeah. still kittens. <laughs> and so that's yeah. like that's the beauty of if you're gonna date, this is the city to do it. If you're single, this is the city to come to and find a life, and especially in food. But be respectful and think about it this way: like there is so much here to really have a meaningful experience and actually have a true developing experience where you actually benefit each other whether you end up dating in the long run or not but use the resources that out are out there and actually have some integrity and character and you will find the woman of your dreams or the man of your dreams or whatever but like setting the bar so low like I do like competition in shark infested waters so like yeah. come on <laughs> like it's like like we have to do a better job and we should be doing a better job as men um, even in any type yeah. of relationship as, as being more present and more active in it. And I say it to my friends and I say it to the people that are here and all the kids that I mentor and even the people that are here, they know I say it to them is if you're going to do something, don't do it half-assed. If you're going to go on a date, do the date, do the research, have the knowledge, mm-hmm. be respectful. These places, these are entrepreneurs. They're working hard in these places. Like know something about them. You want to stand out against someone else? See what other people are achieving. Prop yeah. up other people. Don't just talk about yourself as a date. Like, I, I got to tell you, like, when people approach me and they do nothing but talk about themselves, great. I, I get it. You want to tell me who you are, but that doesn't tell me who you are. And you want to ask about me, great. You want to know who I am because you're making a judgment. I agree we should get there. But how I know whether you're a good person or not is are you supporting your friends? Are you supporting the people around you? Or do you care about their success as much as you care about your own? I get it. You should right. always want to win more than you want other people to win. That's just part of life. And if it's a spouse or someone as equal as you want to win. <laughs> but what I am saying is like there's a sense of friendship and stuff that's here. So like come on. And – be respectful and don't make it so easy and use the resources that are here. You could have the best romantic date ever. I don't care whether you're a 60-year-old man and you've been married 40 years or you're a new young buck 22 and you're chasing the girl of your dreams on Broadway. Like, Be smart and think about that your consequences and your decisions have to do in the long run. And, and as bloggers and as everyone else, I think Buddy's done a good job of truly being loyal and dedicated and doing the right thing for the community and that's why he's successful and i want everyone to think about it's the same as the dating it's the same as getting married it's the same as supporting entrepreneurs it's the same as being respectful of the musicians that are on broadway like at the end of the day our actions have long-term consequences and one of the things i like about nashville is the entrepreneurs that are here and have had the pain and the hard knocks by being in nashville because it is a hustle and bustle city that they understand that it's about growing the humans around them just as much as it is about growing themselves and it's about making every human grow from the experience because they're capturing that time and like you talked about the mixology and the bars and the speakeasy, they're so engaged, the bartenders, and they're so knowledgeable. Yeah. And it's about the relationship, not just servicing them and not just about the monetary transaction. I'm sorry. Nashville actually is one of the first cities I've been in that it's not only about the money. And I, I truly love that about this city. So. I'll let it to you, uh, buddy, for all the single men out there. I went on the rampage. Let's give an ideal date for the night. You have a woman of your dreams or man of your dreams, uh, whatever it is, and you're, you want to go out on the town with them. 
uh, how do you do it? What's the what would be where you feel would be like the real wower, like all the way to let's get to dessert. So let's pick like a pregame place, like a bar to have drinks. Let's pick a dinner place and let's pick a dessert place. And even if we have to drive around, you're trying to wow her. So you want time in the car or wow him and to have conversation. Ooh. Let me think about that one for a second. Yeah, I'll give you time. Ideal. Yeah, so I guess. I just want to point out that he's thinking about it. He's thinking about an ideal date. He didn't just pick up his phone and Google (laughs) and, oh, this burger place, it's number one. Let's go there, right? No, I think. Um, I mean, I guess I would start off with a little bit of a wow factor with ambiance and with view. I think that I would start with meeting for a cocktail at L27 in the West End. Um, they have awesome views. The bar is super cool. Right now it's decked out for Christmas. They have like birch trees that they got shipped in, which is really cool. Um, and the bartenders up there are great. I think it's a it's a nice innocuous spot to be able to meet someone, impress them a little bit, and then still have a great cocktail and have a great time. Um, for dinner, I think I almost feel like I would go down close-ish to Broadway but not on Broadway and go to fifth and broad and do tapas because then you kind of get a chance to try a little bit of everything. You can kind of figure out a little bit about each other. I think like any tapas is great, but being down on Broadway, like Boqueria is the biggest one that's right down on Broadway. They're great. It's all small plates. It's not enormously expensive. Um, but then you can try a little bit of everything. You can kind of start conversation because of all the different types of food that are available. Um, from there, hoping that dinner went really well, I feel like I would go to Casa Rosa's for some music because I think their third floor bar is one of the coolest in Nashville. The stage is really fun. The It's kind of clubby meets concert venue which I think is really cool. And then I'll be honest with you. I'm not so much a dessert person, but after going out on Broadway, I think that I would take my date over to printer's alley and go to the daddy's dogs booth and get one of the most ridiculous hot dogs. Yeah. I love that. that. They have ever had. And kind of like, I think that's one of the coolest hidden gems in Nashville too. It's, it's how I end a lot of my nights, whether it's, with out with my partner or out with friends or if I got people in town, it's just kind of, it's one of those kind of wow factors and it's exactly what you need after a night in Nashville. I agree with you 100%. It's almost like in DC, <laughs> we have jumbo slice for a lot of years. And then there was like Amsterdam philosophy for if you were in like the DuPont circle area yeah. Yeah. and those places are staples. And like, I grew up like in my younger years when I would go out, um, here and there like we would all my friends that from college would end up there so we'd end up there but it's that same idea i love that and i agree with you those daddy dogs are by far the best and and i'll help with the dessert thing um i'm not big on dessert as a person i like cake for like my birthday but i generally don't eat candy (laughs) 
Um, it's just not my thing. If it's around or someone else is eating them around me, I'll have one here and there. But I'm very conscious about what I put into my body and stuff like that. Um, although I guess if I liked it more, I wouldn't care, but it's just not something that appeals to me because I have this whole weight thing. Like, is it worth, is it good enough for the calories and the thing it wants to go in it? So when I choose, right. like I'm a total cereal person and I'm a total like milkshake person or ice cream place. And so just, I'll say like Jen's ice cream to me, it's very good. I like going there. I don't know much about it. I've been there once cause I, or twice cause I had a craving and both times yeah. I had a good experience. Um, God, there's a milkshake bar. I want to, it's like milk and something. Gosh, I'll have to think about it. And, but m- milk and lane, maybe. I don't remember what it is, but oh my gosh. It, are you thinking legendary? Legendary. Yes. Yeah, legendary. They do like the cheesecake piece on top of the milkshake. Yes. Yeah, they do yes. Crazy milkshake. That is, I, and it was total in passing. And then like, the other day, someone's like, "Oh, you?" Want? I'm like, "Yes, I'll have it again." It was a friend, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, you can bring me that again. I'd gladly have it." But yeah. I like milkshakes, so for me, I'm less about cake and and the ice cream itself. Like, I like ice cream on a cone, like, and it has to be essential. Uh-huh. And I guess Froyo is okay, but I don't. It's an experience for me. And there's a place called Black Burger. I want to say in Tap maybe in New York, I can't remember the name exactly, but they do phenomenal milkshakes there. And it reminded me of that experience. So I don't, I grew up on the East coast. So in, in Italian, so there's this weird nostalgia about like diners and like milkshakes and root beer floats that like comes with that culture. Like it's weird. And like all the staples that stuck in it in Italian culture, like those are some of it, like the jukeboxes and like, I don't know the music. It's just very (laughs) weird. That is really kind of compounded in our culture but milkshakes for me or malt shakes are just one of those things so if it were me yes legendary would be the place to go and it's worth wherever you have to drive to get there because yeah i am like you know whether it's driving her home or driving him home or whatever you guys are doing um even after the hot dog if they're open i wish they were they're probably not but it's worth going at some point for a dessert because or going there on a date if it's just instead of coffee or something because I don't know for me it's a wow factor if you're taking me out and you know me like and this is the other thing I will say like you don't necessarily have to do exactly what buddy wants on these dates like I tell this to kids I'm mentoring they're trying to impress girls like like do do what's true to you or what she likes one or the other but don't just pick something that's true to someone else that's not true to either one of you that's like going out to eat chinese food but you like french and she likes italian neither one of you won right like come on yeah you know and everyone thinks that splitting something up is literally splitting it in half no maybe it's an orange and i prefer the rind and you prefer the flesh that maybe maybe yeah. i need the rind you know because i'm doing something yep. else and you need the flesh because you're hungry it's that you just you have to think about it that way and you can take what buddy's done or the bloggers have done and it's really easy to put something together but make it match the experience you want i definitely think you should do the bocaria and the fifth and broadway i agree with both of those um those are good places uh one of the things i will say is the um also the rutledge at the four seasons that's awesome i love that i've experienced that that's just and 
the Bobby Hotel I haven't done, but I've heard about the the igloos or whatever Camp Bobby on the roof yeah. as an innate, amazing experience also. So I just oh, want to highlight those things. So there's all these things to do with the date that are just wow factors that you wouldn't have. But you also got to keep in mind, what do they like? If you're going with, on a date that really likes Thai food, you may be want to try Thai food. If you don't like Thai food yourself and she really does, I don't know how you're going to get over that or him, but you guys will have to figure out somewhere else to eat. I guess you ask her what her alternative is and hopefully you like that. But it's that type of thing. So mm-hmm. buddy, let's take us home. Um, you're great. I mean, is there anything let's share where they can find you on social media? Um, I'd love to have you back on to uh, you and yeah. I maybe in, in the spring um, and let's maybe have a little more format and let's talk about what a weekend really looks like in Nashville if we were totally to look at it from a foodie standpoint and um, a traveling foodie standpoint coming in from out of town because I think that would be fun. And so I'll do yeah, that for, for the sure. audience. I know everyone keeps asking me, you know, in the audience, I always love the foodies. I don't realize this, but everyone looks to foodies for their dates or, or whatever if they've actually – clued in on it and it's very few and far between as i said but once they're in they're like yeah. oh my gosh well what would you do about this well what is your date like <laughs> you need to ask her questions you need yeah. to start yeah. in friendship mode and be like what kind of stuff do you like before you go taking her out and you end up at a place that she's like oh i don't like barbecue food that would be bad right and so um and you want to be spontaneous so there's that whole thing um all right buddy take us home yeah, well, thank you so much again for having me. This was a, this conversation was a lot of fun. Um, but I'm on Instagram. It's at Nashville Food Blog. Um, feel free to follow me. Um, I, I post kind of mostly just for fun um, of the places that I like. So I think it's a good representation of some of the the great spots in Nashville. And if you have questions, my DMs are always open. If you want advice, I'm happy to happy to help curate some kind of experience. Yeah, I love this. I think there's maybe even more of a calling in life for you for the whole experience package. Uh, I just, you're so good at what you're doing and, and you have such a good heart. I love it. So well, I love you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, all right. Thank you everyone for listening in and everyone have a great day. Please share it. Thank you. If you want to find us, we're on Spotify or wherever else you grow uh, from podcasts. Thanks everyone for listening in. Bye. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it.